Thank you, thank you. How you doing? How you doing? How's everybody doing? Once again, it's your favorite credit heroes. Yes, there's a lot of credit heroes out there. Probably like 200 billion quadrillion credit heroes out there. But I'm your favorite again, Ronnie Francois, your favorite credit hero. Thank you for joining us tonight. Or if you watch, watching or listening, definitely want to thank you and appreciate you. And in tonight's episode, we're going to be discussing the 10 credit commandments. That's right, the 10 credit commandments. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get this show started. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? It's your favorite credit hero, Ronnie Francois. Again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for watching live, watching the replay, listening. You might be driving, you might be listening, you may be watching, but I definitely want to thank you. Again, another awesome episode. Um, tonight's topic is the 10 credit commandments. Um, many, many, many of you may know, may not know, I've written multiple books. And one of the books that I wrote was the 10 credit commandments. And this book is super special, not just because I wrote it, but also because my kids are co-authors in the book too. So that, so that made the books even more special. Um, the Young Prince and My Princess, they're all co-authors in the book. So that's one of the, one of the second reason that makes this book really, really special. So we're going to jump right into it. Um, and we're going to um, dissect the Ten Credit Commandments. And then we're about to start with the first commandments. Give me one second. Let me pull up the slide. Oh, so oh, so one of the um, the first commandment is is a uh, pretty much it starts off with the first part, uh, the first components of your uh, the five components of credit score. The first one is your payment history. That is the first one. Why is that important? Because your payment history makes it 35% of your credit score. So again, if you want to control your credit score, the best thing to do is make your on-time payment because, again, that's 35% of your credit score. That is super, super important. And the second component is your credit profile. I'm sorry. You know what? I apologize. <laughs> the second component is your um your creditization, because again, when you get a credit card, um, to show that you're responsible with that credit card, you have to keep your balance at a certain percentage. So definitely keeping it under 30%, that's what they recommend. So you want to keep your balance under 30%, if nothing else, because it's those two components, your payment history, your creditization, that's 65% your credit score right there. So if you do those just those two things, that would definitely make an impact on. That would definitely make an impact on your. That would definitely make an impact on your credit. That would definitely make an impact on your credit score. That's really really important. Okay, so again, your credit utilization is super super important. Um, so the the Consumer Reporting Agency, Equifax, TransUnion, recommend that you keep under thirty percent. But if you really, really want to see an impact, you take that down to 
maybe like 10% or single digits, I guarantee you your score is going is to go up just from by keeping your um, pay, making your payments on time and keeping your credit utilization 30% or lower. You never will go above 30%. So that's, that's really, really important. Again, so the next, um, the next component, the next rule is your credit profile is your financial lifeline. Again, because a long time ago, maybe like, you know, three, five, six, seven years ago, if you had a 750 or you had 800 credit score, you could pretty much get anything you want because it was going to buy your score. So now they realize that there's so many gimmicks and tricks out there that people can use to get that boost in the scores. So what they do now, they look at your whole credit profile. What have you been doing the last 12 months? What have you been doing the last 24 months? So that's why your credit profile is really, really important. Because you can have a good credit score and you can still get denied credit based on your credit profile. So, again, just having a high score sometimes is not enough to get you where you need to get because your credit profile does play an important role when it comes to your credit. Um, and so, again, that credit profile is 15 percent of your credit score, which is really, really important when it, com- when it comes to your credit score. Um, so the next rule is pretty much having a credit mix. Um, you know, you want to have uh, installments and revolving accounts. So installments are like credit cards. When it comes to revolving, are like so installments are like car payments. Revolvings are like credit cards. So you want to have a mixture of both. That's really, really important. That's another. That's that's another. That was so. That was the fourth rule. So the first, the fifth rule is, or the fifth component, the fifth. Commandment is adding new credit. So again, that's adding new credit is ten percent of your credit score. So you want you want to be careful when you add a new credit because you have to understand whenever whenever you add a new credit, uh, you get a new credit card. Most nine out of ten times you're going to have hard inquiry. So you don't want to have too many hard inquiries. So you pretty much want to apply for credit when you need. It. You don't just want to be applying just for. Let's say you go to the department store. They say, hey, you know, you can save 10% if you, you know, today if you apply for a credit card. So you have to ask yourself, me saving this 10%, is it worth it me getting a hard inquiry that could possibly start your credit report for two years? So, again, even when you, when you are adding new credit, you want to be careful because that can have an impact on your score. If you have, um, that can have an impact on your credit if you have too many hard inquiries. Because most banks and institutions, if you have too many hard inquiries, they're going to look at it as a bad thing. So, again, you do want to add new credit because that's 10% of your score. But you want to be careful when you're adding because you don't want to add too many, if that makes sense. Uh, so the, so we're going to go. So the next rule is tapping a family member. That's right. What is the benefit of you having good credit, perfect credit, awesome credit? If you're not helping another family member or a child or another another family or somebody else, another your spouse, just have, you have to help somebody else with that good credit. Um, so just having good credit yeah, is cool. You can do a lot for yourself and people in your household. But what if you have a cousin, a niece, and nephew, you could actually add them as authorized users on your credit card. Now, one of the things you have asked in the past, like, well, if I add somebody, do I have to give them a credit card? No, in reality, you don't have you don't have to give them a credit card. You just call your credit your credit card company. Say you want to add X, Y, Z, their family member. They're going to ask a couple questions. 
and they want to ask you, do you want to do you want to ask your car? Are you going to say no? And then therefore, as you build, as you as you pay, as you make your payments, as you build on credit, um, that would definitely help that person too. Uh, v, v, leave, uh, hey, v, so you said V has a question: How often should you add new credit to your uh, profile? That's a very good question. Um, you should only add it if you need it. Um, so typically, you know, a good credit score is in the range between like um, six seventy and seven fifty. So typically, most people might have like three to five credit cards. Um, so when I say three to five, so if you have three credit cards, and it's a credit limit, each one is maybe like fifteen thousand one, ten thousand the other one, twenty five the other one, and it should be good. But if they're not high limits, then you want to have you might need a few more. But you know that you might need a few more. So it just depends the the credit limit on the cards that you have. That kind of determines. Um, how many that you need. Now, there are people out there that might have like 10 credit cards. I might have 20. You, you, you have to make that decision, like how many that you need. Because um, again, you can have two credit cards. Each one might be a credit limit of like $50,000. And someone else might have 10 credit cards where each one might be like 5,000 and one, 2,000 dollars So you kind of have to make that judgment call to say how many, how many credit cards you need. Um, so that's how I would decipher how often should you add a new credit card. Because, again, you have to remember whenever you get a credit card, a new credit card, not only nine out of ten times you're going to get hard inquiries, but um, your score is also going to take a hit, too. So that's very, very important. When you do add a new credit card, uh, when you don't get approved with that credit card, your score most likely is going to take a hit. And then as you make those payments within 30 to 60 days, your score is going to go back up. So it's very, very important. So don't, don't get discouraged if you do get a new credit card and your score take that hit. Um, that's very, very important. Uh, thank you for that question, V. Definitely appreciate you. Um, you're always tapping in every week. Definitely appreciate the love and support. So the next rule, rule number seven, basically um, adding a child as an authorized user while they're still minors. That's very, very important um, that you can do that, too. Just imagine you have a teenager that might be in high school or might be in junior high, depending on the age. You put that child on your credit card um, as an authorized user. By the time they graduate college, by the time they graduate high school, maybe about to go to college, their credit score is at 700, 750. Now, they don't even need you to co-sign for them. They might need, they might need, they might need some money for that down payment on the car but they're in a position where they don't need you to co-sign for them. So definitely tapping your children as authorized users at a very young age is very, very, very helpful. Because um, if you talk to like a lot of people, um, even like some of the different race people, I'm not going to call out the race, but there's certain, there's certain, there's certain race of people, their kids, they put them on as authorized users at the age, early as the age of 13. Um, so there are some credit cards you can put your kids on at the earliest age of 13 that you can put them on an authorized user. Um, you're basically setting, a, setting, them a, setting, setting them up for success pretty much. Again, just because you add them all as an authorized user it does not mean that you have to give them a credit card. So it's very, very important. But um, the flip side of that is if you do add your kids, your spouse, whoever, as an authorized user, any negative thing that you do is going to have a negative impact on their, on their scores too. So if you have an awesome payment history, it's going to show good. If you have, if you missed the payment 
well, you over that 30%, then the credit score is going to take a hit too. So you definitely have to keep that in mind. Um, we had all authorized users, whether it's your kids, loved ones, significant other, uh, because what you do does have an impact on, on that person too. Uh, so rule number eight, um, it's time to break the cycle. Um, so my first book was called Break the Cycle, How to Live with Bad Credit, because I felt that it was very, very important to break that cycle. Because, um, again, in your household, maybe your parents talked about credit, um, why it was important. In my household, we didn't, we didn't really talk about credit that We didn't really talk about credit that often. So, again, that's why my book was so important, because it's breaking the cycle. Um, this book is, is definitely powerful. It's on Amazon. I recommend anybody, I recommend anyone that's age 11 or no can actually read it. Uh, when my son, when he was 11, he looked over it. It made sense. Um, my daughter, I think she was 15 at the time. She read it. As a matter of fact, when she read it, I told her, I was like, hey, look, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to read this book and I need you to write, write me like two paragraphs on what you actually read uh, because I wanted to make sure that she actually understood what she was reading. So, the book is just that powerful that a 15-year-old, 11-year-old can actually read it. It makes sense. And then I had a friend of mine, uh, you know, a business associate. She read the book. Just from reading the book, no service. She didn't, she didn't need nothing from me. She read the book. Within six months, just from reading the book, she was able to position herself to get her home. Just from reading the book. Again, that, that, again let me, I'm going to say it again one more time. <laughs> the book is so powerful that an 11-year-old son read it. It made sense. 15-year-old daughter read it, made sense. I had a business associate just from reading the book. She applied the information in the book, and she was able to position herself to get a house. So that's how powerful the book is. So that's why, again, it's definitely time to break the cycle. Um, again, you know, a lot of us don't talk about credit uh, for whatever reason, but it's time to change that. It's time to make credit a daily topic at the table because we talk about everything else at the dinner table, you know, the favorite show on Netflix, favorite movie, uh, favorite basketball player, uh, that coach um, that, that cheated on uh, Neil Long. I mean, we talk about everything. But, you know, when it comes to credit, you know, we kind of push that to the side. So we're about to go and take commercial break so we can pay some bills. And we're going to hop right back into it after this commercial break. Hey guys, it's your boy, Alan Newman Jr. Um, I am one of the hosts for He Said What, which airs every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You do not want to miss it. We are on YouTube. Make sure you go like and subscribe. Let your friends know about it so you get the alert for every time the show is getting ready to come on. The premise of the show is to have black men and women um, come on where we discuss latest topics um, that are important to the community, trading topics. You never know. It could be about dating, relationships, sex, careers, children. You never know what you're going to get, but it's every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Once again, make sure that you go on YouTube so you like and subscribe so you can be a part of it. You never know what you're going to get. Looking forward to having you join us and looking forward to having you tune in with us. Have an amazing day. Hey, what's up? What's up? Welcome back. Again, if you just join us live or if you're watching the replay, just want to thank you. Thank you. Definitely appreciate you. Topic today is the 10 Credit Commandments. Uh, maybe you know, maybe you don't know it. I've written multiple books, and one of the book is called The Ten Credit Commandments. My kids are co-authors in a book. Um, so this book is definitely, definitely super special. So I wanted to take the night, just kind of like dive into the book. And also, too, 
the ebook is available. Also, the book itself is also available on Amazon too. And if for, if for whatever reason you know you don't have the four ninety nine to buy the um, ebook, or you don't have the fifteen to buy the paperback, definitely you can reach out to me. You can inbox me, DM me, or you can send me an email. And you know my assistants will email you the ebook for free. Again, um, it's all about it's all about it's all about making the information available to you. Because again, like I always say, um, you know, I'm a credit hero, but you can be a credit hero too. Um, just imagine if you had one credit hero, two credit heroes, three. Just imagine if you had five people living in your household, and three of them was credit hero. Think about the impact of that. Think about if we had like multiple houses, like where everybody was credit heroes. You could, we could do so much more. So again, one of the reasons why I make most of this information free, I make the eBooks free. It's not because I don't value the information because people always say like, well, if you value something, you're not going to make it free. No, I make it free. I make most of the stuff free because I don't want you to say, well, I'm in the position I'm in because I don't have access to information. I'm in the position I'm in because somebody didn't care about me enough to give me this information. So I'm literally like giving it to you. So if you're in a position where you definitely want to change your credit, you definitely want to change your financial future. I definitely say get the ebooks, both of the ebooks, as a matter of fact. But for whatever reason, you know, money's tight, you can't get it. Because I know uh Christmas is going around the corner in a couple of months. So, you know, we we want to save money for Santa Claus and you know
What's up, y'all? It's your girl, P, with P's Intuition here on the He Said What Network. Join me each and every Sunday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time for your spiritual guidance, spiritual clarity, and intuitive oracle reading. All right, see y'all. Peace. Again, sorry about that. Really sorry about that. A little technical issue, but you know what? Hey, things happen. It was out of my control. Thank you for being patient. Thank you for not going nowhere. So we're going to jump right back into it. The 10 credit commandments. So we was on rule number eight about breaking the cycle, why it's important to get the first book, why it's important to get the second book. Um, that was rule number eight. So rule number nine is having good credit can change your whole life. Again, credit is something that, fact, that can impact any single, any every, every one of us. You know, it don't matter your height, your size, you know, your color, your shape. It impacts all of us in having good credit. And not only does it can impact you, but it, all, it can also impact the people that you're connected with. So if you get if you have good credit, it impacts your household, your significant other, your kids. So it pretty much impacts everybody that you're connected with. So that's how, you know, rule number nine is having good credit can change your whole life. Again, it's not just about you. It's about your household, your, your family, people that you're connected with. And rule number 10 is, Negative mark stay on your credit report. You can stay on your credit report for seven to ten years. So, yeah. So when you do get something negative on your credit report, it can stay on it seven to ten years. But if you if you know the consumer law, a lot of stuff that's on your credit report can actually come off before seven to ten years. So that's very very important. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into the Q and A because you have some good questions. A lot of you have some good questions. So I'm about to get right onto that. So we can answer these questions um, from um, a lot of a lot of regular people. So, what is the uh, so what is your mission as the credit hero? Basically, my mission is very very simple. I want to help people. I want to empower people. I want to give them the tools and knowledge that they need to become credit hero. I want to give you the resources that you need so you can make a positive impact in your household, your neighborhood, your community, your city, your state. Um, that's pretty much what my that's pretty much what my mission is to give you the tools and knowledge that you need to help your family and make a positive impact. The next question is, how can I get an autographed copy of your books? Um, it's really simple. Matter of fact, tonight, what we'll do is um if somebody on here tonight, we're gonna select two people to get an autographed copy of the book. Basically, you would just um you you would just send me the money or you you just send me the money, you, you order the book directly from me and then I will mail you an autograph copy. But if you don't need an autograph copy, you can definitely get it off of Amazon. But again, if you want to get an autograph copy, you send the money to me, then I will ship the book out to you. Um I do have a, a couple book signing events um that's gonna be coming up sometime next year. Um so uh hopefully you can you can hopefully whoever sent this question You'll be able, be able to come to the book signing event that you can get in person. And the next question is, what is the first step in the credit repair process? Um, that's a very, very good question um, because when it comes to credit repair, credit restoration, there's like a million different ways that you can get the results that you want. So the very, very first step is updating your personal information because if you pull your credit report, you might have multiple names, multiple address, multiple phone numbers. In reality, you should only have one name, one address, 
one phone number. So if you have multiple name, multiple address, multiple phone number, that could that would seem like that could be like a bad thing to lenders. So that would be the very, very first step. That actually cleaning up your personal information. And actually there's a letter for that too. Um, so that letter is available. It's called a personal information update letter. If you need that letter, um, you can text me or send me an email or DM me. And I would say the letter for free. So the very, very first step is updating your personal information. Um, that, that, that'd be like the very first step. If you talk to anyone that's in the credit restoration space, that's what they would tell you is updating your personal information. That'd be like the very first step. And uh, so the next question is, what is the fastest way to raise your credit score? Um, again, so there's, there's a lot of avenues that you can take. But I would say the simplest and the easiest one to do is to be on is be is to be an authorized user on someone someone else's credit card. So whether it's a significant other, family, friend. But the key is you have to make sure this person is a responsible person. Um, so the reason I say responsible is like, are they paying the bills on time? Or are they keeping the credit low? Uh, because again, when they add on as authorized user. Anything positive that they do is going to have a positive impact. Anything negative that they do is going to have a negative impact on you. So that's why it's very, very important to make sure that you have, uh, that the person is responsible. And the second thing you can actually do is you can actually call your banks or um, financial institutions. You can say, look, I've had this credit card with, with you guys for X amount of months, X amount of years. I've had perfect payment history. What are the qualification for the credit limit increase? So when they give you the increase in certain situations, depending on what you have on your credit report, you should see um, a, a bump in your score. So again, two of the, the best things you can do is being authorized using someone else's credit card and also calling your bank, asking for credit limit increase. And that is possible to add trade lines too. Uh, basically trade lines, you just pay somebody to be authorized using the credit cards. So that's pretty much what a trade line is. So, yeah, you could probably pay. You could actually pay a total stranger to do that, or it could be a significant other, a family member that might just put you on for free. Um, so either way, it'll work. But the only thing is, if you want as all, if 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 you want as a trade line, or somebody else is like a total stranger, it's usually like a set time frame. They might say, "Hey, look, pay me X amount of dollars every month for so many months," and then you know, once the payment stops, once the agreement is over with. They're going to take you off, and so and then then your score will drop. Um, but if a family member or significant other puts you on, chances are they're not going to just take you off like that. So you got to kind of be careful and weigh your options when it comes to authorized users and trade lines too. Um, so so those would be like the two fastest ways. Um, if I could think of one. Um, so another one is uh, the fifth question is. How many credit reporting agencies do we have? All right, <laughs> that's a very, very good question. Um, so a long time ago, I used to think it was just three, experience, transunion, Equifax. But as I started studying consumer law and I dug deep into it, I realized there's between 350 to 400 other smaller ones that's under those three uh, because uh, like Lexus, Nessus, Saystream, um, LCI, Pacers, there's between like between 350 to 400 other ones that report to those three, and that's why when once you start repairing, restoring your credit, there's certain ones that you actually have to call to place a freeze on 
as part of the uh, credit restoration process. Uh, because again, when you reach out to the top three experience training in Equifax, most of the time they're going to reach out to one of those little guys to get the information that they need. Um, so again, experience training in Equifax are the top three. But leave for those, it's anywhere between like 350 to 400 other ones that most of us don't even know about. So again, you know, if you're watching this live, you're watching the replay, definitely want to thank you. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe to follow. Again, you might have a perfect credit score and you might not need, you might not need the service, but um, it's very, very important to just, you know, share this information. And then next week's topic is the two methods for removing negative items. Again, so next week we're going we're going we're going to dive deep into it. I'm actually going to give you the sauce how to remove negative items off credit report. Again, there's probably like a million different ways of doing it, but I'm going to give you the, the methods that that do work that you're actually using the consumer laws to get these negative items off your credit report. Again, thank you. Definitely appreciate the love and support. Uh, thank you, V, for always logging every week. And, so, and a few other ones that's always on here. Definitely appreciate the support. Looking forward to seeing you next Tuesday. Thank you.